I'd like to welcome everybody to our podcast. This is podcast number one. I am your host, Adam Hammonds, and I'm joined by my co-host, Andrew Wiley. Hi, Andrew. How are you? Good, Adam. How are you doing? I'm doing good, 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 good. Nice, uh, nice Sunday. Nice, uh, sunny Sunday. This is yes, a beautiful day. We're recording this on May 24th, 2020. And our topic today is going to be the Thundercats. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, you're right. very excited about this one. I'm very excited. I'm very excited because I've watched all the episodes and, um, yeah. So anyways, here we go. Here we go. So let's do some historical facts first. I'm sure our listeners want to, uh, hear some historical facts on, uh, what was going on. Um, so it was produced by rank and bass productions with leisure concepts in 1985 mm-hmm. the head writer was uh who was it leonard snar star yeah that's what leonard star i believe leonard star jeepers all right and the anim- animation which is interesting was japanese studios pacific american corporation you know this series had 130 episodes yeah that's crazy that's a yeah, lot it lasted from 1985 to 1989 uh, which is interesting to me. Um, what else did we find out about this? Uh, what What did your research uh, come up with? Like the origins or what's going on here? Apparently the series, at least the first season was in the can or at least the first 30 episodes by 1983 is what I've read. And then they had some issues getting it on the air. So they've done all the work, all the animation, all the voice acting and everything for at least the first 30 episodes and then held on to it for a couple of years. And it didn't air then until 1985. But then it gained popularity and they uh, decided to continue on with same uh, studio, same voice actors and everything. Yeah. Uh, it looks from my research like the original two episodes aired on January 23rd, 1985 as a pilot and then it was picked up and then they aired it again started over in the fall September 9th 1985 and then every day from that point forward okay um, did you see did you I, I read somewhere where cartoons kind of went with a Monday through Friday format back then. right right it was what 22 minutes long mm-hmm. uh, half hour you know it would show for half hour so the commercials would be in between. Did I read somewhere where it first started out as a pure Japanese uh, show, and then it it came over to here. It came over to America. Came over to the United States, and it was adopted by us. Um, did you read that also, like in its early early inception? I did not, and I'm wondering if that's where the 1983 part of it okay. came from. And then it got. Yeah, because it was still, I, well, it was still animated over in Japan, the Japanese studios, uh, which yeah. is interesting. And then it was voiced over here. 
So I wonder if we would go back and watch it and we would see the voices are a little bit off, maybe, because they originally were in Japanese, I guess. Maybe not. Well, it's uh, a Rankin-Bass production, so I feel like that's an American company. They did um, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer back in the 60s. Uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town or something along with those animatronic-type Christmas uh, shows. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's... I didn't know that. That's interesting. All right. All right. What else we got going on here? There's, that was an annual favorite of mine, watching Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And of course, then I did watch Thundercats later, but I had no idea that, you know, that the same studio created right. both, both of them. Um, kind of did some research. Uh, what else was going on in the, uh, in the world at the time? So these cartoons came out also. So the, the Disney's Adventures of the Gummy Bears, which yeah. I'm sure you know we all watched. Yeah. Uh, the Mask. What was the Mask about? I don't re remember the Mask. Is that you're not talking about Jim Carrey Mask? You're talking. No, it was a a cartoon. It was M A S K. I don't remember. Uh, yes. Yep, I watched that show. Okay. I had the toys. That's a great one. We could do a podcast on that. That's a that's a very interesting show. Good toy line where the characters would wear, basically they were more like helmets. They called them masks. And then the vehicles would almost like transform. Like the main character was Matt Striker or something like that. Matt Tracker. I was going to say, I'm going to get that wrong. Matt Tracker. And the car would, the doors would open up and become wings and it would turn into like a flying car. And there was a whole bunch of different vehicles. Okay. I'll have to go back and take a look at that. Uh, G.I. Joe, the real American hero came out. And then yeah. um, I'm sure nobody missed uh, Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. I recall. So those are the kind of uh, cartoons that were that came out around the same time. Uh, let's see what we got for comics. You know what I thought was interesting was the Crisis, uh, mm -hmm. Crisis on uh, Infinite Earth, uh, two uh, the twelve issue maxi series debuted in 1985. Yeah, that's so right. That was that was pretty interesting. Um, what else we got for movies? Movies, uh, Back to the Future, which, uh, which was out in 1985, which w really did well. Uh, it was the top grossing, domestic grossing movie in America at the time. Uh, Rambo, First Blood, Part Two, Rocky Four. What else? The Color Purple. Uh, was busy. Ju yeah, Jewel of the Nile. And then um, The Goonies which is the first movie I took my wife to was the Goonies in 1985, which is, you know, pretty interesting. Uh, so, um, so that's kind of the timeline too. You know, Ronald Reagan was the president. Uh, I knew that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know what else was going on really in the, in the world. Uh, I was five. So I was, yeah, I was 14. <laughs> so, you know, whatever. Life was pretty simple for me. Right. So uh, what was your personal story with the Thundercats? What's your personal, what, what's your, what's your best memory or what's your, you know, the memory that sticks in your. In, well, the uh, funny thing about Thundercats for me is I didn't really watch it a whole lot. I like it more now, I think as an adult and think that, you know, what the heck was I doing not watching it? But I was really into Transformers and G.I. Joe at that time. So I think I was watching those instead. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah. You know, I. Who knows? Maybe I wasn't allowed to watch it. I don't know. Right. I know my cousins liked it and they had the toys. And I would watch it if it was on, but I didn't go looking for it like I did Transformers. Yeah. That, that, yeah. I think that's my same experience. Like, I think I was a freshman in high school. And um, like after football ended, I think that's when I started watching it. So that's probably why I didn't really know the origins as well. But I think I would just come home from school and, uh, you know, there's nothing going on in Ohio in, you know, November. So uh, I would watch, still watch cartoons even as a freshman. And I th I'm, that's when I think I caught these because I do remember watching them, but I don't re remember any of the details until, you know, I went back and watched the first three episodes uh, like we were assigned. Mm -hmm. so um, you were forced to do yeah i was forced to do which is fine you know gotta do what we gotta do um so um the cover story give me a give me a, a summary of the covers of the uh, of the story of the origins of uh the thundercats and i'll put my uh i put my i'll put my little comments in as far as the episode goes, like how they got to where they were going? or Yeah, whatever. yeah, which I thought, I mean, I didn't really know any of that until you told me about it, and uh, I found it more interesting. I was like, oh, okay, I thought it was just a, you know, just a cartoon for cat people, and, yeah. you know. Where did they come from? How did they become they, cat people? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> where, uh, where did these people come from? Yeah, you know, <laughs> so, okay, well, go ahead. A lot of this I didn't really know or I had a vague knowledge of until I went back and did a little research and, and of course watching the, the episodes when I started buying the DVDs. But uh, they are a race of cat-like beings and they come from the planet Thundera, which uh, something goes wrong with Thundera. I don't know if it's uh, <clears throat> like they've just been on that planet too long and it's global warming and it's time for the planet to blow up. but. Uh, they escape the planet Thundera before it explodes, and uh, the main cast is aboard one ship, and they are apparently the nobles of the Thundercats. Uh, Jaga with a young lion-o, Chitara, Tigra, Panthro, uh, Wily Kit, Wily Cat, and of course your favorite character, Snarf. And one thing that I noticed in watching this again is there were actually several other ships um, flying with them, leaving Thundera, but they were all blown up by uh, the attacking mutants. Uh, their ship was damaged in the escape. Uh, they uh, did manage to escape the mutants and set course for a blue planet in a galaxy that looks a lot like the Milky Way galaxy. And the planet that they would eventually land on, they call Third Earth. I assume that's meant to be a futuristic version of our planet. And uh, all of the members, except for Jaga, enter the stasis pods to go into a hibernation type of sleep to make the long journey to Third Earth, which I think they said was some 10 light years or something. Right. Right. Which was, you know, it, what, it, it's kind of a bummer that nobody else made it, though, isn't it? And, but they never really bring that up. They're just kind of like, well, you know, it, yeah, yeah. stuff happens. Stuff happens, I guess. Um, which is kind of a bummer. Nobody, oh, yeah. nobody else kind of made it. And then, well, there was people on this third earth, like Mumro was already there. Yes, he, and of course he's been there for a 
many, many years. Right. But he knew about the, uh, the jewel, uh, the, the, yeah. So, and then the the mutants come around and then their, their, uh, their craft, uh, gets, um, taken out by Mumra's, you know, electrical storm there. The, uh, it's kind of like an Egyptian theme. Yeah. Uh, Some sort of black pyramid. Right. Uh, He's obviously a mummy. Right. And it, but the Mumra are, already knows about the Eye of Thundera. Yes. And uh, he, you know, he wants it. Everybody wants the, everybody wants the Eye of Thundera. It's the thing. And what happened. luck! It just landed on his planet. It, yeah, and it just so happens, you know, thank God he was there and he was, you know, just sitting around. Um, and he summons the uh, mutants to his pyramid. That's why he took their ship down, thinking that they'll do his bidding and bring the Eye of Thundera to him. Right. And that relationship is kind of shaky. Yeah. Uh, they don't really dig him <laughs> that much. They're kind well, of doing just, it because... Yeah, he destroyed their ship, so they have no way off the planet now. Right. So, yeah, they're kind of... I mean, you know, they're not the nicest guys in the world, but they kind of get manipulated to do his bidding i guess there um, is a line there where that one of them says um uh, i guess we have to follow we have no choice and the, the main mutant is uh, the lizard one slide is his name and he says for now yeah so yeah definitely the, a the, tenuous relationship right the frog guy the frog mutant lizard i think oh okay okay the lizard he's green <laughs> yeah Okay, I thought he was a frog dude, but and then they've got the um, the one is like a monkey, yeah, and monkey, the, in. and then the other guy is a uh, what is he? Um, jackal. It's a jackal. Ja- yeah, jackalman. Yeah. So, yeah. Do we ever get to see the other people like their their little army, their little band of, you know, bad guys? Meaning the, other, the mutants. Yeah, the mutants. Yeah, well, that first episode where they land on, which the title of the episode is Texas, I forget to mention that. But when they land on Third Earth, there are like several mutants. It's not just those three. There's lizard men and there's uh, monkey, several monkey men and then jackal men. Okay. I and that's kind of the theme of the mutants is they're all just kind of like copies of the main ones. And there's eventually a vulture man but he didn't appear in those first three episodes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I wasn't able to see the first one cause it's not on YouTube for free. Okay. So I wasn't able to see the first one, but I, I saw number two, number three. And, uh, this is interesting. Uh, so the main story is Lino, Lino becoming King and, mm-hmm. um, his little band is trying to help him. So he's got to defeat, uh, each one of them in their strengths, I guess. Like Pantho is the strength, Cheetah's fast, obviously. Um, the uh, what is it? Tigra, Tigra is is I guess really smart and he's the most wise member, and he's also a natural architect. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Does he designed the plans for Cat's Lair, their eventual base of operation? Oh, okay. And then Panthro is kind of like their their engineer. Yes, I would say Tiger is the architect, Panthro is the engineer. And then Cheetah, Ch- Ch- Chatera, Chitara. is what? Just the... Fast. <laughs> just the... Uh, <laughs> just the 
the token female, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, she's a skilled fighter and she's the fastest runner and she just helps out right. with everything else. I don't know. <laughs> and then Wiley Cat, Wiley Kit, uh, what's their what's their main function, really? Where they just uh, they just came along, they just happened to get on the the ship that didn't get destroyed, I guess. I mean it's ship. the noble they're called the nobles on the ship, so I assume they're a part of that nobles group and they're there to uh, protect Lionel but also guide him. Okay. And being that you did not see the first episode, I'd like to throw in there is something that I never knew is that at the beginning in episode one, Lionel is still a child. He's the son of the king, uh, Claudius, and he's still a child. And during on the aboard the ship, Jaga gives him the Sword of Omens, which has the Eye of Fundera in the hilt. And uh, they all go into their hibernation pods. And when they come out on Third Earth, he's grown. And he, his body is that of an adult now, but he, he never had those years to mature and experience and personality when okay. they arrive on Third Earth. And for some reason, Wily Kit and Wily Cat never grow. They go into the hibernation pods, but they never grow. They still are like the same age, as far as I can tell. Right. Maybe they're a different uh, species of cat. They're, they know, they're, they're the smaller species of the cat. That could be. Maybe there's an explanation given at some point later in the series, but I've never seen it. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't say anything. Um, and then the the kind of the wise the wise man the one that uh, gave uh, Lino the the sword. Um, mm -hmm. What was his purpose? Was he like uh, an advisor to uh, the father or the or the the first king? Or I believe Jago was a great warrior of the Thundercats on uh -huh. Thundera, and as well as a, a noble elder. Oh, okay. And he was the keeper of the Sword of Omens before Lionel. Okay. All right. Um, have, have you seen the first season, season one? I've Come seen over the first 30 episodes, because technically season one is like 65 episodes, roughly. Right. And I, I'm through the first volume on DVD, but I'm still pretty early in the second volume, so somewhere in the 30s. Okay. All right. So um, what do you think of the episodes themselves? Uh, Episode one, two, and three. Um, I like the explanation in Exodus of, you know, why they left Thundera and they're getting to Third Earth and setting up and everything like that. Uh, Unholy Alliance is the first episode. That's the second episode. The first one with Mumra. And we see a little bit more of him. And, and then uh, the third episode is the Burbles episode. I'm sure that's a particular favorite of yours. Overall, I would rate them probably like a, seven out of ten as a whole the three of them as far as introducing you to the Thundercats I think it's typical of uh, cartoons in the 80s as you only have 22 minutes to work with so sometimes they spend a little bit more time building up to things and then abruptly end them you know the action right. is shorter right well that's how the yeah that's how the way they have to do it though I mean they don't have time to really get into anything and when you're not connecting episodes real closely together which they did a little bit here at the beginning but you know you could watch one episode one day and then one episode the next day and not have anything to do with what you just saw the day before i mean that's the way i remember cartoons as a kid 
Right. Yeah. There's. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, because well, he kind of there. There wasn't any trials yet, right? He didn't have to fight Pantho or. No, the trials came later. They're in volume two. Okay. They didn't even air those in order originally. Yeah, they, that's there was the says. episode with Panthro was earlier, and then all of a sudden there's the one with Tiger. I mean, they just spread them out through volume two. They're probably okay. best suited to be watched all in a row. Okay. Okay. So, what do you think about the individual characters? Let's go with uh, uh, Panthro first. Panthro is awesome. Okay. Uh, well, let me say before we hit each character, did you notice that each character has their own theme song? Yes. You, yeah. Well, no. At first, I didn't until you until you told me in a text, and okay. I was like, "Wow, that's that's." I didn't know that. That's pretty interesting. I never knew that until getting back into it earlier this year and like kind of doing my research on Thundercats. I think that is one of the coolest things. I don't know of many other cartoons that took the time to do that. Probably some. I know uh, I'm watching Dragon Ball Z and they do that with the American dub and with the Japanese original. But Thundercats doing that in the 80s is pretty cool. I mean, it's Panthro, Hydra, and very noticeable themes. And also, once uh, Panthro builds the Thunder Tank, it has its own theme, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So, uh, I get pretty excited when I'm watching and those come on and you get to hear those theme songs. But as far as individual characters, uh, Panthro, like we talked about, he's the engineer. He's also the muscle of the team. He is voiced by uh, Earl Hyman, I believe. Okay. Uh, don't know if you've heard of him, but he was the grandfather on the Cosby show. Oh, okay. Cliff, yeah, Cliff Huxtable's father. Okay. I'll that was an interesting that. trivia. Yeah. All going right. back here getting it. yes uh, earl hyman panthro and i think that his uh portrayal of panthro is spot on i love it i think he always delivers his lines really well uh, i think panthro might be my favorite character outside of Lionel. yeah i think mine too he's the most interesting uh yeah because he was he, like after they crashed he kind of was taken you know taking control and was getting all you know uh getting everything out of the ship that they could use and i mean you built the thunder tank out of uh some scraps from their craft ship That's yeah pretty impressive yeah he is a go-getter and he fights with nunchucks yes of course of course have you ever seen bruce lee playing ping pong with nunchucks no but it sounds awesome it it really is I mean, if you if you don't appreciate Bruce Lee, watch that video and you're going to go, okay, he was the real deal. Okay. I believe yeah. it. I will check it out, but I believe it. Yeah. Um, for anybody listening out there, uh, really probably the only people listening are my mom and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think my mom would even listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She, she's got better things to do. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'm busy then. Well, it's on anytime, Bob. I'll still be busy. Well, I'm thinking my mom probably turned it on and then she turned it right off or she fell asleep. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> so, uh, anyways, all right, let's Chatera. So, yes. Chatara. I'm sorry. I, I don't, you That's know. okay. Yeah. 
He is um, voiced by Lynn Lipton. Okay. Right. Who, who is an actress that I don't really know anything else about. But I do know that for at least the first two volumes of Thundercats, Lynn Lipton did the voice of every single female character that appeared. Obviously, sure. Chitara was the main one and Wiley Kit, but any other female character that ever appeared, Lynn Lipton was the voice actress. Okay. Okay. Well, that's that's interesting. Like they did, they were just like, yeah, you're doing it all. You're doing. Yeah, we don't have any other women, so yeah, you're you're doing it. I mean, she didn't have a lot of lines. I, I don't remember her being the, you know, in the first three at least, she doesn't have a lot of stuff going on. She's no, I think of, she has a few more feature episodes a little bit later on, but yeah, in those right. first three, she was a little more to the side. She fights. She seems to like Lionel once he's fully grown. She comments on how he's so handsome now. Oh, is that going to be the love interest kind of a thing? Or I don't think you can really tell. I have never gone far enough in the series to find out if there's ever any romance, but she also seems to be pretty tight with Tigra. So I don't know. Right. Yeah. Well, she's the only female, so it's slim yeah. pickings, I guess, huh? Yeah. Yep. All right. And then we'll go to the uh, the Thunder Kittens. Wiley, Wiley Cat. Kit and Wiley Cat. Um Wiley Kit is the female, as I said, voiced by Lynn Lipton. Wiley Cat, the male, voiced by uh, Peter Newman. They're kind of, uh, they, they are uh, multifaceted and they, they can be the, the troublemakers that go off and do something they shouldn't do and get themselves in trouble and need the rest of the Thundercats to come bail them out. But also times when Lionel gets himself in trouble, they're some of the most reliable ones to come and help him. Yes. Sometimes they're riding uh, hoverboards and they usually fight with uh, like exploding pellets of some sort. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I've seen that. All right. Well, you know, they have their little part. All right. How about Tigra? What do you think about him? Tigra is voiced by Peter Newman and uh, he is the wife of the Thundercats on Earth, on Third okay. Earth. He fights with a uh, bola whip. Yes. Yeah. You don't want to be hit by his balls. No, you do not want to be <laughs> hit. That thing really snaps, you know? <laughs> yeah. I could see that being a problem. Yeah. Cause they wrap around and you know, you get tangled in them and you I'm know, getting out once that happens. Yeah. There's no getting out. There's no getting out of those. And you know, and he can throw those things pretty far. So, you know, you got to keep your distance if you're, uh, you know, if you're fighting him. So, that's interesting. So how about... Uh, he also has the ability to turn invisible while he's fighting. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. He'll use that where he vanishes when the mutants are attacking and reappears elsewhere. Yeah, because they say this is like a science fiction, mystical cartoon. So anything goes is, is what, is what I, I, I kind of get out of this. Like anything can go. Like anybody can do really... They can they can create any character to do really anything. It, it you know, if uh, whenever they need somebody to do something, it you know they can they can magically do they do can it. Or, abilities and whatnot as you see fit. Okay, yeah. So we'll get to Lion-O. Lion-O. So he's a he's a he's a a kid in a man's body. Yep, he is voiced by Larry Kenny. And uh, he is the son of the king, as I said, and he's now 
suddenly grown into adulthood and he needs to prove himself as Lord of the Thundercats. And he carries the uh, Sword of Omens with the Eye of Thundera and the hilt. And he also has that uh, claw glove that he can store the sword in. Isn't that a shield too? Yes. And then when Mamra looked at it, he looked, he saw his own reflection. He yeah. kind of freaked out and when he didn't like what he saw, which I wouldn't it. either if I was like, no, five million years old. Sure. A mummy. Yeah. So, and then I, I, I liked the part where he just stuck the sword in the tree and then he was, you know, do you, did you see that when he stuck the, he was going to go in the pond or something and he just, yeah, stuck the, and he just he's like, I don't want to carry tree. Like, here's the most important thing in the world. And then just, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, everybody and their mother is after this. But let me stick it in the tree and, uh, you know, jump in the pond or whatever you had to do. Nobody's going to come along and take that. Yeah, that's not, <laughs> that's not, yeah, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Well thought out. <laughs> I also like how one of the, one of the things that the Sword of Omens and the, the uh, Eye of Thundera does for you is the whole, like, using it for sight, like, Sword of Omens or Eye of Thundera, give me sight beyond sight. And he's right. like, looking through it and see what's going on and then the mutants appear literally three feet in front of him yeah well it's a good thing that i have thundera gave you sight beyond sight or must or else you those guys would have snuck up on you from three feet in front of you right right <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like <laughs> literally teleported them right in front of him while he's using them. <laughs> surprise all right <laughs> so let's get to mumra i think he's the most interesting character uh they didn't give him a lot of depth but a little bit I liked how he was in the sarcophagus and then he, you know, he slides it over and then he becomes that other creature. He's Mumbra, but he's better Mumbra. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know. And then did you see where he got defeated by Lionel? And then he just went back to the sarcophagus. He's like, yes, I'm done for the day. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. Well, he's Mumbra the ever living. So he's always got another day to try again. Sure. <laughs> sure. You know? Well, he's in his pyramid, and he's got those four statues, which are like the uh, ancient spirits of evil, and they're the ones that you see the, the eyes light up on the statues, and they give him the ability to transform from Mumra into Mumra. <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. Or, and, you know, Rankin Bass, you know, they got some home runs here, you know, with Thundercats and things they've done. And then I don't, I know you're not a fan of some of the other ones they've done, but they've done two other shows after Thundercats, Silverhawks, which some people refer to as Thundercats in space. Okay. And then the even lesser known Tiger Sharks, which is like Thundercats underwater. And they kind of had the same thing going on with their uh, main villain. Uh, same voice actor, Earl Hammond is the voice of Mumra. And he voices the main bad guy in Silverhawks as well, which is Monstar, who also goes through a transformation, which turns him from Monstar into Monstar. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Just a stronger version of him. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> That's what I... <laughs> yeah. It's okay. effective until yeah. it's not. <laughs> yeah. Then he goes back to his sarcophagus and just closes the <laughs> just door. Just flies back in screaming and gets back in the casket, closes it, and the, and the mutants are kind of staring at him like, what the heck just happened? Yeah, yeah. See? See? He's tougher than you think. See? Yeah. You did, you, did you get him? He yeah, didn't did. get him, did he? I don't think he got him. Yeah, I don't think he <laughs> – yeah, they were all – they were talking amongst themselves. Yeah, I don't, like, think, 
I don't think it happened. I don't think he got him. And he wouldn't even respond to him. They were yeah. asking him, like, did, did you get it? Yeah. And then the, the, the casket just slowly closes over him and he's looking at him. Yeah. That aw- another they day. Were, they were, yeah, that awkward moment. They're like, okay, um, what do we do now? What do we do? Yeah, okay. <laughs> all right. So this guy's no better than us. <laughs> uh, so, all right. So the results of the story uh, so far. Um, and so one, two, and three. So we establish, uh, they crash. We establish kind of a background. We establish the bad guys. Uh, what else? Uh, Lino has, in the third episode, he has more of an adventure. <laughs> he meets the, uh, the robot teddy bears. Oh yeah. Um, and, the but, and then he, and then they get ta- attacked by the other creatures who are being manipulated by the giants. Yeah, this is pretty, I mean, I don't want to skip over the burbles, but I mean, the, I like the, the premise of how like everything Lion-O does has a, re, you know, a consequence. Right. So the burbles capture him because they don't know what he is and Snarf are, you know, they, they think that they might be bad, but then they realize, oh, lion good. And, you know, and then they start giving him their fruit and their candy fruit and all that. Yeah. And then, um, while Lionel and Snarf are in their village, here come these Trollocs, which are like basically like bulldog-looking type of characters. Yes. And of course, the 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 peaceful uh, burbles are overrun by these Trollocs, and Rover Bill, with his robot voice, that's the leader of the burbles, tells Lionel that that's pretty much what happens every time. I'm not even going to attempt an impression of the robot voice because I can't right. do it. But but I love it. I know you don't, but I love, I love the robot voice. <laughs> and uh, so Lino, like, he can't stand it. And he says he can't stand it. And he jumps out to protect the burbles and he defeats the Trollocs pretty easily. Right. So then he finds out Rover Bill feels bad for these Trollocs that are attacking their village regularly and stealing their crops. And, and he can't understand why. Why would they be feeling bad for them? Well, because they're not stealing the fruit for themselves. They don't even like the fruit. They have to steal it to give it to the giantors, giantors, right? right. Because they are blocking the Trollocs from getting their food supply. Right. Yeah, it's a pretty complicated sort of light dynamics going on there. Um, I mean, it's just kind of a, a tangled web for a show that I would have watched as a five-year-old but right i kind of appreciate the layers there like okay so here's young lord of the thundercats lion out thinking that he's saving the day but he just caused a problem for another group yeah 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 i guess the teaching there was uh life's complicated and uh there's consequences to your actions i guess right yeah i think that's that's what i took from it is what? that he there is the consequence for everything you do well what i took from that episode is uh when they were tied up and snarf was tied mm-hmm. up to that pole and then his tail was still behind that pole i'm like mm-hmm. i don't i don't know if that's anatomically correct snarf <laughs> how did your tail get in the back of that pole that that was my that was my take off of this thing you really were getting into the details there with snarf uh, yeah. i must have missed that yeah, and then they don't, and then they kind of, sh- and then they kind of like blow it over, like, oh no, it was off to the side, kind of. I'm like, no, come on, no. 
that's uh that's not making it with me i'm getting some uh, deep deep meaning from this and you're like uh they, Stark's not right Stark's not right <laughs> he is not right through this whole thing um <laughs> speaking of snarf um so he's like the nanny yeah. who doesn't really have any power because lino does whatever really he feels like right. um and kind of ignores everybody kind of ignores snarf and just they just want him to get out of the way or do you know you know do his do his part clean up help him with the you know help him with the whatever they need the work and uh so yeah he's voiced by bob mcbadden i'll throw that in um and, and snarf like you said, he's almost like a nanny or an attendant to Lion-O because he was still a child at the beginning. And due to that, he feels very protective of Lion-O from what we see. So he's constantly accompanying Lion-O, much to your dismay, on all of Lion-O's adventures because he wants to keep an eye on him. But he does feel unappreciated and constantly complains about how nobody pays any attention to him or gives him any credit. Right. Yeah, I feel like he's a not-necessary... Uh, um, you know, element to this. I feel like his character is really not necessary, but maybe he's, he's the, the kid comic. appeal. He's meant to be the kid appeal character. Yeah. And a lot of cartoons have that. Yeah. Uh, where they throw a character in there that's supposed to appeal to the younger audience. Right, right. And I know I've watched some episodes with my kids and they like Snarf. But oh, okay. okay. I don't hate Snarf, but I'm kind of like you, like I just, you know, he's just there. You know, like I like the other characters better. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, but that's, you know, like I said, when I started watching it, I was a little bit older, and I didn't like Snarf back then. I think I, uh, you know, I would have banded Snarf long ago. Yeah, Even I think I, if I, I would have watched it at the same age, I would have thought the same thing. I was young, so I was five, so I was, like, not bothered by it. Yeah, you were still into that. Yeah, I think they were trying to appeal to a wide range of, uh, the, you know, their audience was you know, who knows? They were probably, like you said, four to five to 10, 11, 12. Uh, that was probably the, the, you know, where they try to get their, their audience. So, which was all right, whatever. So, uh, what's, uh, funny. <laughs> so what, so what happened at the end? Tell me what happens at the end of, of episode three. How does Lino resolve this, uh, these issues? So he defeats those Trollocs finds out that you know they were just trying to steal the fruit for the giant or so they can get their um, food so they have to go back to the giant tours empty-handed the giant tours are angry of course and refuse to give the trollocs their food and then they start attacking the verbal village so now lionel has got a real problem because he's got a pack of giant tours heading his way sure and uh, i noticed snarf tells him you better call the rest of the thundercats and Lino kind of half-heartedly says, I, I think I can handle this on my own, but I'll, I'll call them just for you, Snarf. Yeah. And he's got that hesitation in his voice where you're almost like thinking, he knows he needs help. Yeah, yeah, he's in trouble. He's in trouble. So he does the thunder, 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 thundercats ho, puts the sign up like the bat signal up in the sky. You yeah. see the thundercat symbol. All the rest of the thundercats' uh, eyes light up and they're drawn to it. And uh, they realize Lion knows in trouble. And, and this is typical for most episodes I've seen. They manage to arrive on the scene in mere minutes. Okay, yeah. From where, I don't know if Lionel doesn't get that far away or what. Yeah, yeah. But when he calls for help, they're there. 
<laughs> right, right. Well, I think maybe they hedge their bets and they kind of like, hey, let's uh, let's just mosey on around and see, <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> mosey on over and, hey, we're here. Hey. <laughs> they weren't really that far away. To no, not with. really. They were They're just around the corner. All right, well, there's the symbol. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Time to get to work. So All the, right. Is that kind of, that episode kind of cool? takes you out for a second because the you know once the thundercats arrive they defeat those dinosaurs pretty quickly and i i was thinking that was the end as they then they're all buddies with the burbles and they're talking about being friends and they're sharing their food with the thundercats and then mumra's not pleased because of course he's been watching from his uh pyramid somehow on you know right. ancient technology i'm not sure what he's Oh, it's that water. It's that pond that can see. Oh, it. yes, yes. Yeah. It's cauldron. Yes. He's yeah. That. Yeah. And so he's uh, ticked off that they were that that worked out for the Thundercats and Lionel. So he's going to take matters into his own hands, and he transforms himself not only in from Mumra into Mumra, but into a swarm of locusts. Yes. And those locusts swoop in to the Burble village. Sending the burbles into a panic, and Lionel realizes that something is not right with this swarm of locusts. And then all the locusts turn into one giant locust with uh, Mumra's color theme, conveniently. And Lionel jumps on the back and flies off until what? He dropped him into what appeared to be a volcano. Right. Yeah. So. Somehow that was enough to defeat Mumra and send him packing back to his pyramid. Because I think I think we're supposed to think that Mumra felt he had defeated Lionel by dropping him into that right. volcano. And while Lionel's falling, he sees the sort of the uh, sort of omen. He calls to it. Draga speaks to him, and he calls to it, and he grabs onto it and floats out of there. Yeah. Right. Right. So kind of weird. Kind of weird. Anything, anything can really happen, I guess. Anything. Yeah, that's that was one of the more far-fetched things, I think. Yeah. Wrong. And so. then, did you notice when he rolls back up into the village after that, like the Thundercats are talking to the Burbles, it's like the locusts are gone, and they're all having a good time, and they look at Lionel, oh, where have you been? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, was somebody keeping an eye on that guy? I guess not. <laughs> Lionel's like, oh, it's a long story. And it's like, <laughs> no, literally it took like, 60 seconds of your episode you, you flew off on a giant locust and fell into a volcano and you grabbed your sword and you flew out but right it wasn't right. really that long in the and uh mumbro mumbra is all depressed and he goes back to the sarcophagus yeah. and just closes yeah. the door again <laughs> right back in well he's like you a, know, they never talk about this but maybe there's a limited time that mumbra can be in that form right they never i don't remember reading that or hearing that, but there's a possibility that maybe there's like some sort of limitation with that evil matter. Right. Well, I like how Mumra just throws a fit and then just goes b back to his room. Yeah, that's pretty much his, his standard. He's kind of a spoiled brat as far yeah. as villains go. Right, right. So I enjoyed I that. Cry, crying or screaming back to my pyramid, fly in through the top and climb back into my sarcophagus. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Well, so, um, so, uh, I don't know how we want to, if we want to carry on with this episode or, you know, come back to it, maybe we do a, a full season wrap up sometime, but, uh, 
how would you rate this episode, uh, these episodes, one through three? How would you say? So like you I gave, said, I, th I think I give, would give them a seven as a whole. But I, I think, think I'd give the first episode a little higher rating just because of all the information you get about their history. I might do an eight for episode one, Exodus, and maybe a, a seven for uh, Unholy Alliance. And then probably down to a six for the Burbles episode. Yeah. And that's yeah. probably being, that's probably being generous, but that makes my seven work if I give it a six. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I I would probably get about a seven because it's so in depth. I mean, this has got more depth than the Star Wars movies. Oh. No. <laughs> oh. Ouch. Where, where did that come from? <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, seriously though, it, it it does have a lot more like for a children's cartoon. It does have a lot more depth than you would think. Well, like I said, I like the part about the, the consequences. You know that he saved the burbles, but it cost the uh, the trolleys. You know, and he didn't think there was any. They must be pure evil because they're hunting these burbles. Right. But he didn't know why they were doing what they were doing. Right. Yeah, it makes you make make makes you want to think, well, I've got to, you know, I got to think a step or two ahead, not just one step, not what's right. just not what's in front of me. And I think with um, maturity, that's what, you know, as a child, you think what's right in front of you, you know, yeah. and then as you get older and older and older, you think of what step, you know, the steps two, three, and four. So, right. You're so impulsive. impulsive yeah. The way Lionel acted was very Which impulsive, is... like a child. Right. Emotional, reacting with emotion. Right. So I, yeah, I would probably rate it a seven. The first three episodes, it's better than I thought. Some, well, it it had its, it's had its, you know, it had its strengths and it then it had some weaknesses. Uh, it was entertaining, I guess. I guess that's that's the main function of these of these cartoons. But it was definitely an '80s cartoon. It was. That's exactly how all the '80s cartoons are. You know, they try to bring a lot of like the technical, the morals, the, uh, you know, the, the entertainment part of it. Uh, mm -hmm. This was a typical 80s cartoon. Yes. Always a moral, always trying to teach you something. Right. Right. So pretty good action when they have it, you know, when the action takes place, it's pretty cool looking. Right. Yeah. And you and I have gone through 30 years of, uh, you know, cartoons, other cartoons, and we've seen. So it, I guess it holds up. It, th this, this would hold up. Like your kids probably say. enjoy it. Yeah. My kids are okay with it. I mean, they're not like begging to watch it, but they like it okay. And, and I like, I don't think I can sit and watch 30 straight episodes or anything, but I could watch a few in a row like this, you know, every, every so often. Right. Yeah. So we, we might do a, a wrap up of season one later. We might do another podcast. The, the trials episodes would be a good one to talk about where Lionel I, goes through the trials. Right, right. And well, you've got all the movies, right? Or all the episodes. I've got volumes one through three. I do not have uh, volume four. All right. I, so, I believe I've read the volume four quality might go down a little. I, I might be wrong, but I definitely I have one through three. So okay. About a hundred episodes of it. I oh, wow. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I have to get mine off of YouTube, so it's what whatever they have, I I, I watch. Um, I don't like it enough to invest in the DVDs, mm -hmm. um, but I I would like to see it, 
but it's kind of like a, I've seen it once. I'm not really going to ever watch it again. Um, of course, then again, if I buy it, my grandchildren might want to watch it. And, you know, it's a 50 year old cartoon kind of holds its, uh, kind of holds its own. Well, uh, I would say there aren't cartoons like that right now. Right. You know, and that's the thing for children like my children or, or, you know, grandchildren coming up for you or me, uh, I mean, they don't, they don't make cartoons like that anymore. There aren't a lot of action cartoons. No, there are not, which is a shame because, um, that's, I mean, that's, I, uh, I, I used to love them. I, I mean, that was my, that was my stick right there. That was action cartoons was what I did. Um, that's what I grew up on I'm right. with you there. So, you know, so. Anyways, let's uh, let's talk about what's next. What what do we want to do next? Um, or what's next? What's next for the Thundercats? I guess. Um, so we'll... we throw in there a couple things. Uh, Go ahead. As far as Thundercats, there was a second Thundercats series in 2011 that okay. was on uh, Cartoon Network, and it made a one season, 26 episodes, and it definitely had a, a more of an anime feel. It was popular, but being in its timeline, I don't think the action cartoons do as well now, so it only lasted the one season. And I've seen some of it, and I like it. Uh, they do a lot of references back to the original series, and uh, I know my brother is a fan of it, but like I said, it only made it one season. So where, current, go ahead. where, where does it fit in the timeline? It's of... just its own universe. It's like an alternate universe. Okay, okay. So it's the same characters, but just a different approach to it. Okay. Okay. I'll have to watch that. Uh, that's a 2011 series. Yes. Okay. Um, and there's also a third series that is on right now that just started in February called Thundercats Roar. And oh, it yeah. is um, more of a, if you've seen Teen Titans Go, I don't know if you've seen that. Yes. It's like, like what that is to the original Teen Titans cartoon, that's what Thundercats Roar is to the original Thundercats. Yeah, and I hate that. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, so it's not. My kids love it. It's funny. I do like it just because it's Thundercats. They've made a couple of references to Silverhawks in it. And it's, okay. I mean, it's basically Lionel doesn't have a clue what he's doing. It, it's funny. It, it's not the greatest. If you're wanting an action cartoon, there's some good action sequences, but it's all pretty much comedy and goofy stuff all the time. But it's a new Thundercats cartoon that just came out in 2020. All right. And then wasn't there a movie in 1986, Thundercats Ho? That is an animated, that's just um, a couple of episodes to start a new season. It was called, it was like a made-for-TV animated movie called Thundercats Ho, but then it was later just placed in the new season as the first few episodes of that season. Okay, okay. All right. That's interesting. I, I actually might try that 2011 episode or uh, season series. Yeah, I recommend it. I have that DVD as well. Uh, I've watched probably about the first three episodes. It's, it's definitely different. It's definitely a more serious take. You know, the anime, the, the, the fighting, the animation is good. It's worth a look. Yeah, they say it's for uh, six to twelve year olds, so uh, I'm right in there, right there. That's yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. That's my wheelhouse, right there. Yeah, I would say that's you all so, the way. That's yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm there. Okay, 
Um, so, all right. So what's next? What, uh, what's next for us? Um, what's next for the Thundercats? Should we do a, uh, like, should we just wrap it up and say, let's watch all three series or uh, seasons and then do a podcast in the future? Let's say uh, we either want to do like a specific, like the trials episodes or maybe that Thundercat that section of episodes or something like that, or just do uh, the whole series, which we kind of covered a lot of like the overall points of the series while talking about these three episodes. Okay. Okay, well, I mean, you know, people can, um, you know, people can let us know what they want to hear. Uh, yeah, as we publish this, I think people are good. If, if anyone listens besides your mom. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, yeah, my mom will say, my mom will say it's great. And then she'll put everything <laughs> that was wrong with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's her, that's her MO. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then my wife will say she loved it and she'll, she'll never watch it. <laughs> So that's that's my life right there. So what what do you want to do next? Do you want to cover a comic book next? I mean, we've got comic books, we've got uh, cartoons, toys. I would, I'd like to cover a toy. Okay. Um, a toy line. Okay. Um, but I don't want to do anything because it's still, you know, we're still in the testing phase. Uh, so let's not do anything huge. Like, let's not hit a home run. Um, because... To me, this was, you know, this was brutal. This Thundercats, brutal, brutal. You're still recording, man. <laughs> I, I know, I know. I'll edit this out. <laughs> but, you know, once we get to the cartoons that I love, like G.I. Joe, Transformers, yeah. um, you know, whatever else we can find. Obviously, of. I'm excited to do Transformers. Right. And but I, I don't want to get to it too soon either. It, well, Transformers might be a two- a two podcast. I think we can get a couple. We yeah. can probably get four or five out of it. Right. If we really want to. Right. And then there's other things that we can delve into. And so I'm thinking a toy, and I was thinking about uh, He-Man. Okay. Because unless that was that's too good for right now, our because this I think next time will be our last test. Uh-huh. And. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to edit this podcast and then I'll let other people hear it, but I won't publish it. So, and then I'm, I'll listen to it probably a couple times on my way to work and everything like that. I, the last episode I, I listened to it like three or four times. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to try, I have, you know, I kind of held back on this episode of the snarky remarks and I wanted to see if that, you know, if that takes away or, because, uh, uh, you know, we'll we'll see how that goes. But um, I'd like to do a toy. You think He-Man would be all right, or you think that's too big? Uh, I'm with He-Man. That's one of my earliest toy lines that I collected, so I have some knowledge there. It's not my favorite, but I like it. Okay, okay. So I'm well. I had, I had the toys. I had the castle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I probably got it for when did He-Man come out? We'd have to look that up. I think it's '83. Okay, so I was about 12 years old. So that was, you know, 12, 13 is your transition out of your childhood into your young adulthood. So that's about right. I think I got it for my 12th birthday. I got the castle. Uh, and then I already had He-Man and a couple other. I think I had He-Man and Skeletor. But then for my 12th birthday, I actually got the castle. So 
but and then I, I watched the episodes after school because I think that was an after school one. That was I'm pretty sure I remember watching it in the afternoon. Okay. All right. Um, anything else we want to talk about? Any uh, comments? Anything going on in the world? No. Um, I enjoyed watching them again. Uh, sorry we punished you by <laughs> making you watch those episodes of Thundercats. Yeah, overall they were good, but uh, oh, yeah, real, I don't know if we're if this is still part of the thing, but we rated the episodes. How about the theme song though? You got to give some love to the theme song. Oh yeah, the theme song. Oh, I'd rate that an eight. Um, an eight or that's a nine. a ten for me. I think that's okay. one of the best cartoon theme songs of all time. Well, and then the uh, logo is pretty neat. The logo, yeah. it's kind of, it's got that, you know. It's got that uh, stainless steel look kind of a thing, a uh, chrome look. Uh, the logo, I get, I definitely give a 10. I think the song, I'm giving a 8 or a 9 on that one. Uh, mm -hmm. And then, like you said, they, they have theme songs for every character, which is unique. Uh, that's pretty special. I've never – I don't think I've ever seen that on any No, other. especially at that time. Okay. You know, did you ever watch – Ultraman? Just a tiny bit. Not enough to really know anything about it. Okay. Because I, you know, I've watched the first, I think that happened like in the 60s and stuff. And then I watched the reruns and then uh, the G Force. Have you ever seen G Force? I'm aware of it. Again, I don't know very much about okay. it. Um, and then um, Speed Racer. Yeah, I know Speed Racer, but mostly because it. What, what MTV brought it back in the 90s. Oh, yeah. I loved Speed Racer. Uh, when I was researching this, those are the few things that also came up. And then, I, you know, I would go off on a tangent and look at those real quick. Those are the three other things that I – see, that, that's what's nice about doing these podcasts is that it actually, you know, it, it, it makes me go back and remember other things that I was doing at the same time. Right, right. Um, Stuff you forgot about, maybe. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I haven't thought of Speed Racer in 20 years. So, uh, you know, the movie was terrible, but <laughs> the original cartoon is probably terrible, but I I really enjoyed it as a kid. And, um, you know, we've already talked about uh, some other cartoons from our past, but uh, I think it's time to wrap this up. I'll stop recording. And then um, I'll put the theme song in so everybody can listen to the theme song, which would be fi fa uh, fabulous. Okay, I think it's time to wrap this up. I think we did a pretty good job going over the Thundercats, episode one through three. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody that is listening. Um, and I'd like to thank our sponsors, which is nobody. So, you know, if you want to sponsor us, Give us a ring, throw a bell on me, and I'll, uh, and I'll, uh, you know, we can get something going, I guess. Anyways, um, next week we are going to talk about He-Man, the toys. So, uh, again, thank you for joining, and we'll talk to you next week.